Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Hardin. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to the, the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. Podcasta. Ah, I like hands. that. Oh, the jazz has it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we're definitely going to have to start recording uh, our video so people can see those jazz hands. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've had a really fantastic few months. You know, 2020 is start has been hard on everyone. You know, you lost your dad this year. My mom lost her husband to COVID. A lot, the first, like, three quarters of the year were really rough. But, you know, we've had a really great, like, we're finishing the year off great. Um, it's, I mean, a lot of stuff really hasn't happened this year because of COVID, but a lot has really happened in my life and in your life. Yeah, and, like, this last month or two, we got engaged and married, got a great honeymoon in Cabo. We got the Salt Lake City Housewives. Um, new podcast. A new podcast. And then this week... Something really miraculous oh my happened. God. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> After six years of being denied a Costco membership. Listen, okay. <laughs> you are allowed to have a Costco membership, but whenever we did go to Costco every little bit, we'd end up throwing away all the extras and stuff. And it wouldn't be worth it in my mind to have a Costco membership and go into Costco, getting dragged around all day and walking around. They don't even give you treats anymore because of COVID. They don't give you food, like what the samples anymore. And plus, they don't serve alcohol in Utah at our Costco's. So it's not worth it. Well, this week, Hunter's mother sent us a Costco membership for Christmas. So this is my very first Costco membership. And I'm you're going to have to excuse me. I'm like so excited, like giddy. Like today, I finally got to go. He spent like three hours there today. <laughs> and I, I left too soon. Like I really am like on a high. Like I walked into Costco and like... The possibilities were were only limited by the size of my refrigerator. You walked in and you're like, I love it. I love that. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. So you guys are going to have to forgive me because I am so excited. I went down like every single aisle. I filled up my cart and then emptied my cart so that I didn't spend my whole entire paycheck. But it's really, I like today was one of the highlights of finally being a Costco member, not just shopping with someone who had a Costco membership. I wish you could just hear my eyes rolling right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny that you say eye rolls because that's a really beautiful way to go ahead and get started talking about this week's beautiful continued serving of the Met Gala cocktail luncheon. Yeah, this episode is actually called Ladies Who Lunch. Here's to the ladies who lunch. What? So um, that is from a musical called Company. Um, and uh, actually, like 20 years ago, I did a one-man show called Songs I'm Not Supposed to Sing. And it was all these songs that were sung by women that I wanted to sing. Mm. And uh, that was one of the songs that I got to sing. And um, so it's a really How fun. gender forward of you. Right. Well, the, the crazy thing is I named it Songs I'm Not Supposed to Sing. And then literally just a few years later, I, I saw on the internet that there added, ended up being a real program called Songs I'm Not Supposed to Sing of people who are singing the wrong gender like songs. I, I, I They're not... They didn't know about my show. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying two people had the same idea. Bear. Yeah? How do you know so much about music? Well, I was a middle school choir teacher for oh, 21 that's years. Right. <laughs> so I get lectured about music all the time at home. Whenever he hears like a sound or any kind of random note, 
he's like, oh, that's from this. That's from this. And this person, he has this background about every single person in music history. Hey, life is a musical. I firmly believe that. I, you know what? You made me believe that. So let's get into this episode. <laughs> Are you ready? Get, listen, this Met Gala has given us so much. Like, I forgot that there was even more of the Met Gala to go because I felt like last week was so was such an awesome scene. And there was so much buildup to it that I forgot that we got we oh, have even we more have Met even Gala. More. I mean, oh. Mary and Jen Shaw haven't even spoken to each other yet, basically. So we open up with Meredith and Jen Shaw laughing about the situation. They're like, oh, I was crazy. I called you bleep, 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 bleep. I know, honey. It was fantastic. So they're just kind of going back and forth and being like, oh, that was kind of funny. Let's blow it all off. We're friends again. Yeah, Meredith was really appreciative of the apology she got. Actually, she says appreciate for a time. She's like, Meredith said, not Mary. Did I say Mary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meredith said, she. I appreciate, I appreciate. She kept saying appreciate over and over again. I was like, she's hopeful, though. That's I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, she's hopeful that this will be kind of, like, over now. Maybe she's hopeful that Jen Shaw won't speak so hatefully, even though she cares so much. Listen, she's got a hard exterior, yo. <laughs> she does. She'll F you up sideways, backwards, left, right, to Saturn and back. But, you know, when she said that, when she's like, I act so big because I care so much that I was like, you know, that brings me back to last week when I said, or maybe two weeks ago, however long it was, when she, I was like, Jen Shaw would not have like attacked Meredith, Meredith if she didn't think that Meredith would forgive her. Yeah. You know what? Jen Shaw is giving us some serious housewife realness. She, like, she is embodying what the housewife franchise she is. She is. She really, really is. She's like getting crazy. She's got the looks. She's got the attitude. She's got the business. She's got the career. She's got the family. She's got the swag. Yeah. yeah. And she. <laughs> and she fights. Yeah. Well, she says what everyone else is thinking, like, is what, which is what she says there at the uh, luncheon. She's like, I say what y'all are thinking. Mary's like, uh-uh, you do not say the things that are on my mind. I, I Okay, to be honest, I have no idea what Mary and Jen were saying to each other that whole time because <laughs> they were snapping back at each other so fast and over each other. But I was just watching Professor Snape's crazy uncle doing magic over the drinks in the background. That is all I could see. <laughs> that is all. That's honestly... The, <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Professor Snape from Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, I don't remember who in the show you're talking about. Walter. Oh, Walter. Oh, so last week he was Professor from Back to the Future, and now he's Professor Snape. Well, okay, look in the background of him. He is, like, doing some serious magic over these drinks that he's about to oh, give these ladies. And all I could think was he was doing, like, magic and potions and stuff over it. Here, that you gotta look at it. You gotta so look. so hysterical. That is so funny. Uh, but yeah, anyways, then I, I saw Jen Shaw's nails because she looked like she was going to claw Mary's eyes out. Yeah, right. She's got those spiky nails on, I think. I love it that they're just yelling at each other not to do a movement or an action back at each other. It's so childish and funny. <laughs> well, Ma- and Mary has a very expressive face, very expressive eyes as mm, Jen Shaw calls out. But you know... um, when Mary said, I don't think anyone at the table would say what you say, sweetheart, and then winked at her, I was like, uh, yikes. That's like very aggressively passive aggressive. It's so funny that she says words can be deadly. But then she starts blowing off these words saying, and don't get ghetto and hoodlum. Yeah. And Jen Shaw's like, don't wave your finger and don't open those eyeballs like that. I know. I just love it how they're just yelling at each other to not do an action towards each other. Well, don't point your finger at me. Well, don't give me those eyes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they kind of go back and forth and back and forth, and, uh, you know, acting really, and it, they're both acting kind of childish, but then when Mary says, I don't want to talk to you, ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even Jen Shaw, like, giggled at that. Yeah, seriously. And it's so funny when she's like, Jen Shaw's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm getting out of here, I'm out of here. And Mary's like, no, I, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want you here. And Heather just says, Mary, you do want to talk to her. Mary, you want her to stay. And it just sounded like she was doing the Jedi mind trick on her (laughs) the whole time. She was just like, no, Mary, you want her to stay. (laughs) But Mary pulls on like a power move. She's like, bye. Bye. You can go now. Bye. And she tried that in the very first episode with that, that with like Jen Shaw's friend who was supposedly heard Mary say that she sounded like hospital. So Mary tries to intimidate, but again, I don't think really anyone respects her or fears her enough to be intimidated by her. 
No. And she and Mary even says at one point, she says, oh, what, are you going to whoop my butt? She just thinks that it's just going to turn into violence because I want to say because of who Jen Shaw is color of her skin because I feel like Mary is almost like self-hating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can tell she feels under attack because she has, um, um, you know, the a rooster's comb on top of their head, the red thing on the top of thing. the rooster. Yeah. Mary's wig has its own rooster's comb. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm obsessed with Mary's wig, but she's got these flyaway wispies on top of her head that like, you can tell that she's a rooster that's, that feels like it's Oh gosh. Attack. And then, oh gosh, and I love it. And here comes Lisa and she just says, I feel terrible. I don't like this feeling right now. <laughs> I, I love how straight up she is about her feelings at that moment. She, nobody's like, even talking to her or anything, she just makes that comment. And she has her hand, she's clutching her pearls. She on her looks neck. like mom and dad are fighting. Yeah, yeah. She, mom, I don't like mom this. and dad. Stop it. I, this <laughs> makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. But listen, and Whitney gives us another brand. Like, it's so beautifully shady because, like, she she's in on the joke. Whitney is in on the joke. She says, it started so amazing. I mean, we had a red carpet, Beefeater guards, beta fish, Louis Vuitton, 20-year-old wine. I got a journal and a nice pen with my name on it. <laughs> Everyone was being nice and there was amazing food. I mean, I came for the pasta. She she sees this like, I think like we do. Like, she's a little bit on the outside looking and going, this is crazy, this is wild, and I want to see more of it. Listen, Whitney is a gem and she must be protected at all costs. (laughs) That is all I feel about. The more I see her, the more I am in love with her. Um, um, a kind of an eye opener for me this uh, in this scene was when Mary expresses, though, that she's nervous that because Jen Shaw said that aloud, called her a grandpa effer aloud, which Mary says, she calls me a grandpa mf'er. I'm like... No, it's not an M effort. That stands for mother effort. I know. Like, she not, she said that in the last episode too, and I was like, no, she's not saying. You know, yeah. it's it's G effort. But I didn't. It didn't dawn on me, and I guess I, it was my own stupidity that uh, she was like, okay, now that's what everyone's going to be thinking about me. And you know what? I feel like that's exactly what she's thinking. Like that's yeah. the way she felt of it because 100%. you know she. You could tell that she's had to go against so many judgments, so many judgment eyes, and people talking about her. Which is, you know, when you marry your step grandfather, <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> and but and listen, and so so glad that Jen Shaw called her that because we get another great Heather Gay line of, which, which she's like, "Yes, Mary said Jen smelled like hospital. Jen called Mary a grandpa." Paul Effer. They're even. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I would say that's definitely even. (laughs) And then we get into a whole type of race situation because Jen was excited to meet Mary because Mary was another person of color. And she thought, you know, we find we've already found out in previous episodes that Jen had a hard time growing up in Utah being a person of color. And so she was really excited to hopefully bond with someone who maybe had a similar outlook on life. Yeah. And um, it doesn't seem like Mary has any intentions of being that type of person for Jen <laughs> or even I feel she. OK, <laughs> there's so much to go in about this whole Mary and race. And when Jen brings up that Mary said if she sees black people outside of a convenience store like 7-Eleven, she turns around and goes away. Yeah, that's that was intense to me. Um, and but... she keeps using these words like ghetto and hoodlum yeah. to Jen Shaw. It's very concerning. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I've sp- with speaking to a lot of my African-American friends and other friends of color and... Um, and they actually, Jen Shaw and Sharif talk about it later. You know, there is even racism inside of the African American community where your the lightness or darkness of your skin is something that creates prejudice in their own community. And I'm, you know, it's clear maybe that Mary is one of those people who has, you know, prejudice within her own race. Just different skin color just means different. Um, 
heritage. Heritage. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Heritage. Yeah. It's not really, it doesn't have anything to do with where you come from or where you live or anything of the sort. It's really about where your ancestors came from. So, um, that sucks. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the white community, I'd say it's more about class system and that. We oh, yeah. Definitely. Versus, you know, we don't have skin color. Ew, but, that's gross. Yeah. But, <laughs> but people do judge, you know, based on where you live, class. how much money you have. So, I, I guess we, we have it on our side that way, too. But it's unfortunate. I, I wish we could all just get along. Seriously. Um, um, I really like seeing Lisa trying to be a peacemaker here. We're seeing, I think in this episode, we get to really see a softer side of Lisa. We get to see the side of Lisa that Lisa sees in Lisa. <laughs> that is the most Lisa thing you could have ever Lisa Lisa. Right. She really, we're really seeing the side of her that she's trying to convince us all is her. And so, I mean, clearly it's a genuine moment for her. So, well, you know what? I'm, I get into it later on in this episode, but I give you some reasons why I really fell in love with Lisa. I just took me some time to find something <laughs> that I loved about each person, but I really loved Lisa this episode. Yeah, I, I did too. You know, again, I said in the very first episode that I was kind of hungered, hungering for a relationship, like my TV relationship with Lisa. And the more I get to know her, the more I like her. Yeah, I mean, we have more than Diet Coke in common, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I love it when Heather um, drags Jen behind her, dragging her back into the luncheon. And it's like she's getting, it's like she's dragging a child and the child's like barely moving her legs behind because she's in trouble. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to do this. But, you know, she drags her back. Get her mama, mama Heather. <laughs> <laughs> but Jen says, you know, she clearly yells at people when she cares. And she came back. Because she cares. Listen, she is a passionate woman. She is a passionate woman. And, you know, it starts off this, again, nice for a moment. And Mary tries at first to be like, you know, it wasn't my intention to make you feel better. And it only lasts for a second. But then everyone just keeps talking and keeps talking and keeps talking. So Mary gets defensive again. And she's starting to focus on, like, the words that you're using, the semantics. Like, it seems hypocritical versus saying, you're a hypocritical person. Like, she uh, really gets on the defense. Yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny because... Jen says, that one part when Jen says, I wouldn't be here if I didn't care. Then the ladies all say, I believe her. I believe her. I, no, I believe her. <laughs> and it just was, it made me laugh so hard at that point. Because I was like, what yes. Stepford Wives was that? It was, I felt like it was like the Grinch and the Who's. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I believe. I believe. She came from a snowflake. <laughs> um, but the best, like, the best deflection, the best way to get out of an argument that I have ever seen ever on television is like, you guys, we have to stop. You're upsetting Walter. Poor Walter. <laughs> justice for Walter. Hashtag justice for Walter. Seriously, it's so funny. And then cut to them. And, you know, he does look a little bit bothered. I'm not well, I mean, lie. I know it just it cuts to Walter a.k.a. Doc from Back to the Future, or Snape's scary uncle from Hogwarts. He is very displeased with this behavior. And then Mary does another one of those childish things where I don't want to talk to you, ever. And it made Jenshaw laugh again, because it was still just, again, it's just a, so such an elementary school thing to say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Mary doesn't even want to let Whitney talk. She's like, shut up, you're 30. <laughs> and Whitney's response, yeah, I'm 30. You're old as F and acting like you're 10. <laughs> I know. Whitney's the youngest, but she's the smartest and oldest acting person there. <laughs> no, she is actually 34. 34, yeah. Whitney, and she's actually a step- That's how old I am, Bear. See? And she's a step-grandmother. I'm not, uh, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I am almost going to be like a great uncle. See? Isn't that crazy to think of? That is crazy to think of. I think you're great every day. Every day what? I just think that you're great. Oh, I'm just great. I thought you're... <laughs> I thought you're like, you're a great everyday person or something like that. I you're a great uncle. Yes. And you're just great. I'm amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> Call me Lisa. <laughs> 
Uh, Mary calls, now Mary calls Jen a hoodlum on top of calling her a ghetto, and then Jen calls Mary flat out for being racist, and that's when the whole 7-Eleven... Yeah, Jen spills the tea that Mary would turn around and go to a different 7-Eleven if there were a bunch of black kids out front of it. Or yeah. as Mary would call them, ghetto hoodlums, probably. Um, and then Jen just snaps and like reminds her that she is black. <laughs> and then the... pyramid category of things that Mary Cosby fears are convenience stores and hospitals. hospitals. (laughs) Yes, are Mary's triggers. Can't wait to see what she thinks of like a black doctor who also owns a 7-Eleven. She'd probably like run screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to Mary's house. (laughs) I know. And Finally, after the commercial breaks, it brings us right back to her and her assistant beatboxing. Uh, What? I, <laughs> I like all those little uh, quick little thir- uh, you know 10 second scenes after a commercial break we've got Mary and her assistant beatboxing which is fun it's fun you know and then we have Meredith and Brooks recapping the luncheon well hold on you have to give that beatboxing credit to the housekeeper at Mary's house because the only other scene is later on where she has to be paged in the house to bring her uh, Mary her tray. I wrote that down. I was like, Mary can't even call the housekeeper herself. To get I didn't even know. Track. I didn't even know. I, just, she I was blown husband. away that she just had a page in general. <laughs> no, she had a Robert Sr. page her for her. Yeah. I was like, oh my Sorry. Lord. But that, okay, totally so now okay. back at Meredith's house with Judgy McGrump Brooks judging his mom's life choices. And <laughs> Meredith seems to be scared to talk to her son almost because she doesn't want to get judged by Brooks. You yeah. know, words can hurt Brooks. They're well, like weapons. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I mean, you can't argue with him, though, here. He's like, you know, Meredith says Jen apologized and said that she only reacts that way because she cares. And Brooks is like, she yells at you because she cares? And, you know, that would probably be my same Well, that's why, I, that's why I yell at you is because I care. <laughs> but you don't really yell at me. No, so I don't. Really I don't like yelling. It hurts my throat. <laughs> no matter my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, there is something in the air today. <laughs> it's my Costco trip, I'm telling oh you. Oh my gosh. Um, we find out that, and also another really quick scene, is we find out that Henry gets two birthdays, which we're going to see coming up. He gets one birthday in Park City and one at home. So, Well, um, you know what that means, right? What does that mean? If he gets two birthdays, I get two birthdays. You get a whole month already. But I want two parties. <laughs> well, maybe once. Well, we'll see after COVID's over if we can arrange two mm-hmm. parties. <laughs> and then finally, we get some Heather Gay time. Like, yes, yeah, and someone with her Gay. daughters. Yes, I love. Like again, you know, I'm listening to her podcast, and I just love hearing her outlook on parenthood. So I really like uh, watching these scenes with her and her daughters. And then all of a sudden, you hear. <laughs> uh oh! Here comes the stereotypical bad boyfriend with the loud car coming to pick up the daughter. That's so 90s. Like, there's no way he's a bad boy. Like, no, totally not. It's a totally 90s sitcom kind of bad boy. Well, for the one thing, like, for those of you who aren't from Utah, everyone who is kind of from here has a variation of the same name spelled a hundred different ways. Yeah, they'll throw in like an X, a Q, maybe double A's in there. Yeah, like Kaylee. Yeah, so... Like, you can have meet 18 different Kayleys, and none of them have the same spelling. Yeah, it's very interesting. If you, like, Google Utah names, there's a lot of fun videos yeah. of people that made uh, made it out there. And, and living here, you get to meet all these people with the name tags on, helping you out, and they all have such fun names. And his name is Jaden, with a Y, which is not all of that of an outrageous name. Um, I taught a Jaden or two. Actually, the Jadens I taught were all female. But um, when I just saw his name, I was like, I wonder if he's Mormon. It's just so typical. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I love it that, uh, like, when she hears the loud engine coming up in the car and stuff, she either says... I have mad respect for that. <laughs> She's such a fun mom. She is. I love her lang- her language, her verbiage. Yeah. She also says, um, so apparently you can't bring the same boy to two dances in the Mormon community because yeah. it could lead to a serious relationship, which could lead to 
sex. But I thought that was kind of weird because don't they? I thought that the Mormons want to get married young and they want to have lots of kids real quick. And I guess that's too young. I mean, that's, I, that's what I wrote down. I was like, when when are they allowed to pursue a serious relationship? Is there a, is there like an age? I thought it was like sixth grade teaching. Like I had no. I was. I mean, again, if they don't want them to pursue a serious relationship, but they really do ultimately want them to get married and procreate. So it's hard. I'm like, so when, when's the cutoff? When's yeah, the seriously. I love that Heather's so supportive of her daughters. Yeah. I ha- I've seen so many times with like, because she's like, I'm not going to like stop my daughter from dating or seeing a boy and stuff. Because honestly, like in my personal life with all the girls that I've been friends with over the times, there's two of my friends that they had such restricted lives at home that they had to break the rules just to be able to go out and have fun with friends. And she ended up being really bad. Yeah, <laughs> like one of them was like, and went down the wrong path. And so like, I feel it's really important to give your kids room to grow. Yeah. If you don't let them be a little bit of a good time girl, then they're going to turn into a bad girl. Woo! Good time girl. <laughs> it just seems like the Mormon community is just very like, I think it's really, uh, but I think Heather really just wants her kids to just really be able to experience life, you know, with reasonable boundaries, I'm sure. Um, And just really experience love as a feeling versus just marrying a man because he's Mormon. Yeah, because she kind of talks about how they've stopped kind of going to churches and going to events and stuff. And the Mormon community has thus kind of separated themselves from their family as well. So even the kids aren't really wanting to go to church anymore. Yeah, they're, they're sinners That's not now. fun. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're yeah. I loved her daughter. I think her name was Georgia, but she's got such good lines. I think that she takes after her mom the most. Unlike any of the other cities, this city really does bring up conversations about religion. And I what I really appreciate about the conversation in this show is the difference between doctrine and the difference between like church politics. And, you know, Lisa has brought that up several times. Like, hey, that's not what being um, a member of the church is about, uh, or at least what the faith is about, but that does tend to happen in churches. And I think that's across all faiths. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very interesting to have this franchise be kind of so evolve like revolving around religion. Yeah. Cuz you you're really learning more about mostly the Mormon community of course, but you know, a lot of people don't know anything about the Mormon culture unless they went to go see like um The Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon at yeah. Broadway, but you know, <laughs> But might not be the best way for you to learn about the Mormon culture that way first. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But anyway, I, it's a really nice scene with Heather and her girls and, you know, sit, watching them move forward and moving forward together. It seems like they still like to be Mormons. They are just fine-tuning it to what they believe. I guess It we'll should be see. to be a good person. I guess we'll see how it all pans out. I like. Um, now we have Meredith uh, picking up her husband from the airport. Now, you know that she hates to drive. So when I saw her pick him up, I was like, oh, this is really sweet. Because remember, she said a, a few episodes again that she drives like twice a year. I wrote down, I was like, who's driving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was really sweet that she picked him up. And they seemed really, really happy to see each other. They were holding hands in the car. Yeah, but though... <sighs> These new scenes that are coming up with her and her husband are making me very uncomfortable. Her, I mean, and I also feel like it's her husband making things uncomfortable too. He kind of makes little jabs at her here and there, which just aren't really needed. And you kind of watch it there. When you watch that this scene, you kind of he's just like, "Oh wow, how come we're not sitting in the back? You don't want to sit next to me?" Kind of like implying, almost kind of picking a fight. In my in my opinion, and she's just like, "No," she's like, "Just get in the car." All right. It didn't. I, I, I remember. You're right. I, I didn't. Ca- I, I didn't catch quite what he was saying there. Uh, I was probably writing down a note there, but yeah. yeah. Uh, now that does make a well. The sweet moment doesn't last long. He gets right into living situations yeah he's been working between chicago and canton ohio and he wants to live in ohio and doesn't understand why meredith might not want to live in ohio yeah he's like let's move to canton ohio she's like no i don't want to move and he's like akron then (laughs) oh that's so much better Seth. thank you yeah (laughs) you know i've seen on social media meredith is like you guys don't understand like we have moved a thousand times because of him yeah so and she's like it's a trigger and i'm like i can understand that 
I can understand that, especially, you know, she's found success in Salt Lake City with her show. Well, I mean, they are store. having this conversation of where to live on the show that is about the Housewives Salt of Salt Lake City. <laughs> right. And plus, she's not secure about their future. So why I don't blame her that I would not be just like, yeah, let's uproot everything, even though we're not, tech, you know, we're technically separated right now. Yeah, it just gets very awkward. I love it that they're arguing like two feet from the driver. The driver is like, this isn't a limo. I can't roll up the separated and this uncomfortableness. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize she wasn't yeah, driving. Yeah, she's not. Th- that's why I was like, who's driving? Because she, oh. she's never putting her hands up. They're being oh. driven. I thought That's she why was he's like, driving. how come we're not sitting in the back? Oh, my Bear, gosh. You're really pretty. <laughs> you sure are. You're pretty. Well, I, I, I was glad for this scene to end, but I was not glad to see him, um, like, have that Akron brochure out. Like, they finished... They, she's Is like, that I what it was? Yes, she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And he's like, okay. So instead, he's, like, looking at this giant, like, book about Akron or Ohio or Canton or whatever. I was like, put that away. the next scene is pretty cool because it's just a back and forth between jen shaw and mary's talking to their husbands yeah and you know what (laughs) when we get to mary's house oh my gosh it opens up and we finally see the room with the pile of clothes (laughs) that mary grabs 12 (laughs) items from every day randomly puts it on well it's not so much a pile that i thought like you know a mound in the middle of the room it's just kind of scattered everywhere. It, it, it is, is a hooks. big cluttered room, though. It's but a big it's a, cluttered room. It's legit. Our entire condo is that room, and it's filled with clothes. And, you know, I'm like, get it, girl. You go th- grab 12 items. We were f- fell out. We are like, oh, my God, it's the big room. <laughs> I told you. I knew it. I knew it. You know what? After, though, when I heard Robert Sr. say... Put a beret on it. I was like, I, I can't. Time just stopped. I was like, no, don't, 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 don't tell her that. Stop at. St- tell her to take stuff off. Don't put more stuff on. And this is where Mary can't even call Charlinda herself to get her tray. But she does at least say thank you for Charlinda bringing that. She tray. gets like a good like fifteen feet away before she says thank you though. And so she <laughs> right. <laughs> so she says Jen keeps picking on me. I don't know why. And then cut to Jen calling Coach Shaw saying, "This was one of the most horrible experiences in my life." I love it that they just bounce back between Mary and Jen Shaw talking to their husbands about how horrible this Met Gala luncheon is. <laughs> Coach Shaw's like the most horrible experience. She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wow, she really hasn't had that bad of experiences. <laughs> Worst experience of my life. And Mary um, telling um, Robert, she's like, you know, I put this much money into it, and I put this much money into it, I put this much money into it. I put so much love I made it, it nice. <laughs> we need that sound bite. I made it nice. Oh, my God. She, you, that's, <laughs> that's good. Of what's this. her name? Dorinda saying yes, that? Yes. I made it nice. I made it nice. But we made it... But Mary made it really clear here that her, money is her love language. Money is her love mm-hmm. language. I love that Jen Shaw is calling her husband mostly for a Coach Shaw pep talk. Mostly. Yes, more yes. than less than just talking to her husband. She just needs a Coach Shaw pep talk. <laughs> you know, um, you know whether whether you like Jen Shaw or not, you cannot argue with her stand on um, you know Mary's racism. Yeah, it's 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 hits home personally for Jen. Jen Shaw is not African American black. She's Tongan. Right, right, right. And is that's a big that's a difference, right? Yeah, but her family, her boys, her husband. Her husband, her yeah. family, her family leading beyond that are gonna have to deal with that kind of racism on a daily basis. So when it hits home for you, she I mean, when it hits that home yeah. for you, like you get you get really upset about it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I, I mean really I really don't blame her. So I mean you know, again, I, I Jen's getting some backlash for being so passionate, but I don't. I listen. I support how passionate she is about this. I think it's kind of funny when Jen sums it up by saying that she's going to kill her with kindness. We know better than that. Come on, Zen Jen, you can do it. I think she can do it. <laughs> hey, listen, I would love for her to do it, but that's really hard for me to believe. <laughs> well, it just seems like Mary just really plucks that cord in Jen. Yeah. Really oh, sets sure. her off. It just for sets sure. her off, like, instantly. 
And then there's a really moment, there's a moment with Mary that's really confusing for me because she first, you know, she confirms that Jenshaw calling her a grandpa effer, it makes her a mockery. And it seems like her tears might be genuine here. She might, you know, she's really embarrassed and hurt and confused. And and then she switches for just and nowhere and is like, but I don't care. I don't care about Jen. I don't care. I don't care. And that's a mechanism that I saw in a lot of students. When you, when you, when my middle school students were either feeling under attack or they were feeling like they were being left out of something, their response was always, well, I don't care. Yeah. And you, that's just a tactic. You know that, it's, yeah. you know, it's just a kind of a defense that you put up. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Listen, again, I'm, 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 my goal is to be as positive about Mary as, as I can. And I love what great TV she gives me. And I love what great expression she gives me in her face. But I do feel like her emotional intelligence is pretty immature. Mary is bouncing back and forth between praying, a.k.a. crying. You know, doesn't that sound like she's praying every time she's crying? Yeah, so but, I, yeah. I can't, I'm like, are you starting to pray? Oh, no, she's crying. No, she's upset. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, she bounces back and forth so much doing the crocodile tears. And then, I don't care. And whatever, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, right, and it's, it's just... I, I just don't know about Mary yet. She's, she's oh, yeah, very I know you know disingenuous. Exactly you Listen, I'm trying to have a peaceful judgment about all of these ladies, <laughs> and I'm kind of just going by what I'm seeing as things are being unveiled. Mary's not getting portrayed as a very great person, in my opinion, and I really hope that that changes in the future episodes. But so far, Mary, not into it. I don't know, do you remember back when OC, when Kelly Dodd said something about the puppet master and she was the puppet and when she got everything, it kind of all switched around. Yeah. So Mary says, does a bad, Mary says that a bad apple in a tree spoils all of the other apples. Is that true? No, that's not true. I'm, because apples aren't part of a like group. They're they're separate identity so on the tree. <laughs> it made me think, well, where does the term bad apple come from? Would it be about like apples that are like in a bowl together? I think she's thinking more of like don't poop upstream from your drinking water. <laughs> I think that's kind of what she's trying to think. I think that that's that's a spoil. <laughs> I, I, I meant to actually Google where does the term bad apple come from. I guess well, maybe next week. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know that being an ex-teacher. Well, you well know, you're still teaching, but you're not a middle school teacher right, anymore. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, um, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and get with Whitney and her hot brother. <laughs> I wrote down Hot Brother too. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We get back with her Whitney and her hot half brother, Will. His name is Will. They're at Unified Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu is... Is jiu-jitsu Brazil? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> you need to be- it's called Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, I guess, it, I think it's just, uh, I think there's a lot of different forms of jiu-jitsu. Okay. And this is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Listen, her brother's been doing this class for a couple of years, and he's pretty badass. Well, she said he's not someone that you want to mess with, but she obviously doesn't know us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I'll but you know what? Up. I can't believe little Whitney is throwing her brother around like that. She's a beast. Uh, right? I'm, I'm, I know he's like letting her, but I mean, she literally is like lifting him over her. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, he's like, you need to work here. Get it. He's like, come on, I need to see more of you. Well, maybe we should go take a class. With him? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, well, they start talking about Whitney's father's addiction, and it shows that her brother is very supportive of him and wants a relationship with his stepfather, it really seems, um, which is a, a big surprise because it's not even his blood father. Yeah. The, stepfather. Yeah, it's the, stepfather. Yeah, the fact like these former stepchildren are still interested in his life. Well, and at least willing... one of them is. Yeah, well, I think he, he kept speaking in the plural, like the other brothers or sisters or whatever were on board as well. And I thought that was really sweet. Um, Whitney's sister is Shaylee, S-H-A-Y-L-E-E. That's a very Utah very name. Very Utah name. <laughs> like Jaden. And Whitney is so pretty without her makeup on. 
She's gorgeous and no matter what she's doing. But she's with her makeup in this new, like, mod-inspired confessional with, like, that ruffled collar and her hair in the up. Oh, she looks so... It's that a new red look. dress. Yeah, it's, yes. it's a new look and it's so beautiful. I'm excited to see all of her confessional looks and all the different looks in the season, to be honest with you. It's, yeah. She's, like, really killing it with the outfit game. Yeah, she's almost not recognizable in this new confessional, but I love it. I love it. It's a really great new look for her. I'm really glad that um, her dad, because she starts talking about how her dad has been out um, of the clinic or whatever for six weeks now, and he's deciding that he needs to go to um, live in care. Yeah. Which is really surprising, and that he even lasted for six months on his own. Addiction is so hard, and he knew that he was going to relapse, and he made the choice to go back to rehab. And I think that's so good for him because if he would have relapsed he would have had to feel like he had to start from ground one again yeah yeah. and a lot of times people don't make it back from that and you know what and it's also wonderful that he's not doing it to whitney you know when you when you do relapse you do it to the people who have been supporting you and you know helping you through it so it's really nice that um he's doing it on his own volition and um, but they still has Whitney there to support him. Yeah. I like at the end of this scene they go, "Do you ever dream about having parents who are normal? Like normal parents?" <laughs> but you know, I think as adults we all find out how flawed our parents are. They're all human. That's so weird that you said that because our parents, you like think of them as like revered, like godlike kind of people, but then yeah. you kind of realize they have flaws. They make mistakes. They're not the. Yeah. They don't make all the right choices. When you become an adult, so you find all the things they hid from you. Oh God! Yes, <laughs> you find all the times that they were just completely screwing things up themselves, and you just never. But you know about. what? As an adult now, whenever I'm like seeing my family or my mom for any kind of event, I always reveal something horrible that happened that she <laughs> never found out about. So she loves. Oh, I that know. I'm always. <laughs> I've seen it there. I've seen you guys. You and your sisters are just savage when you get together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have four older sisters. I'm the only boy and the youngest, so life was just crazy at home. Um, and my mom was the single mother taking care of all of us. So her life, her yeah, life was kind mom. of hell. We made yeah, our, we made everybody's life hell in that family You're to each other. Mother. I don't know why, but we're really close. You are that's <laughs> sweet. You sweet. Speaking of sweet, sweet. Uh, that's a, that was an easy transition. Henry's party. He is so adorable. If I was an adult at that party, I would love just watching those kids dance and have and play and just have a blast. I love it that they're each trying to do like a different TikTok dance. Yes, yeah, they are. All, him and all of his And I love it that friends. there's that one kid in the middle that kind of doesn't have any rhythm and you see him trying so then he just kind of swaps to arm movements. He's like, ah, that's <laughs> such like a me move. But then I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but ooh, arm movement, distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa looks like a really great mom and it's uh, it's really just nice to see she seems to really all of enjoy. her focus is on her son for she her is thrilled right now because he is so happy lisa loves this party she loves it i love that <laughs> and henry again he's just so adorable like little kids who get to be the center of attention they just act so funny i love it because it reminds me so much of my nieces and nephews and stuff but you know what you got to check those kids sometimes you know, he says that he got a strike, but you don't get strikes with bumpers. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. That's what oh. I would say. To, that's what I would say to my nieces and nephew. You got to keep them down while before they're too big and like better than you. Yeah, happy birthday, <laughs> Henry. <laughs> <laughs> There's your present. Thank you. And where's the cake? Um, but not so happy birthday when Lisa brings up the Meredith and Seth separation to her husband, John. And it just kind of seems she's a little bit judgmental about it because she just wants, she's like, you know, if you have a problem in your marriage, you fix it. But you know what? That's not always the case. And also, what if you're the only person in that relationship really tr putting in the effort and the other person doesn't? There, There's so many different variables that come with a marriage. Not every marriage is perfect, and not every marriage was made to last. Yeah. Um, Lisa seems to think that they're just like going through a rough patch that everyone goes through. But I'm like... It seems like their history, like, this isn't the first time they've separated. No. <laughs> then she says something. This Okay. <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. Um, we probably wrote down the same thing. This is where I really fell in love with Lisa. This is where I identify with her. But she says something that I say on a daily basis. I need more attention. 
No joke. I literally say that to Bear every day. I need attention. And even if it's negative attention, I like if he's like pushes me off or yells at me or gets mad, I just giggle and I'm like, negative attention is better than no attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully now that you've fallen in love with her, you'll be able to tell her and Meredith apart now. I hope so. <laughs> I, okay. So... In the past episode, I have been messing up both of their names. And in this episode, I legit was like, that's Lisa. And he's like, no, that's Meredith. And I was like, nah, and we round it. And it was Meredith. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to just ask you who this person is. And so throughout the episode, while I was taking notes, I'm like, this is Lisa, right? This is Meredith, right? And I have no problem telling them, telling them apart. It's very clear to uh, me who they are. I'm sorry. But so, yeah, I just wrote, she's just like Hunter. Tell me how much you love me. Tell me how obsessed you are with me. I need more attention. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Her husband, John, is just so good. You know, they... They have, a, he has a core love of God, a core love of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and I know, a I love core that. love of family and building something together. And to find out that during one of their rough patches, she threw his Rolex out the window of a into moving a vehicle. Into a snowbank. I love it. They're, they're like, did you guys both go back and look for it? And she's like, no, he did. It took him forever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, I don't have to perform services for presents. Like, I deserve presents for nothing. And, oh, I love her. And, I've said that, too, in my life multiple times. And then I said the same exact response with, you never want to perform services, though. Uh, like, we, I wrote down, we are John and Lisa. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. when he, Well, he's like, well, if you want to perform services. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That is 100% bare. I was like, yep, we are. John and Lisa. Yay, I like Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and then a really sweet, sweet, sweet scene with Whitney taking her dad to rehab. But the crazy thing was, now listen, I you know I'm obsessed with the editing on Bravo. But this time they were playing music in the background that was like it was like really this like feel-good music, like this driving music, like you know, St. Elmo's fire dive. <laughs> like the, when they're getting ready to leave, it did not match the like the sweet kind of sincere scene at all. It was like this. Like she really, was getting her dad back yeah, and it was really it, sentimental. It was like pump-up music. It was really strange. Oh, me. let's do this. Let's do this. So we're living, here we come. You know, Whitney says how excited she is about this but she looks really kind of like overwhelmed to me on the way there. You know what? I I can totally understand why she would be completely overwhelmed because when I had to deal with my friend going through addiction, it it puts so much pressure on you as a as a caring human being. So and it's her dad. So of course she's going to be super stressed out about this and I'm sure this past 6 weeks of him being you know, off of assisted living, the sober living and stuff like that. She's been stressed out about it and that he is having thoughts of, you know, breaking his sobriety that she's kind of worried about him even more now. But she's so proud of him that he is going back to getting help. It's so important to get help when going through addiction. Don't do it by yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You cannot put that on yourself. And you just need help to go through it. Addiction is such a harmful, horrible thing that's in this world. And it's just good to have people around you that's going to help. Yeah. Well, she looks really, really hopeful in her confessional. And did you notice on the way up there, they have enough fast food sitting between them to feed like four people. They've got uh, like 18 burgers and fries in there. I know. And it's In-N-Out. And you know how I feel about In-N-Out. Oh, uh, you're not going gonna, gonna to have some fans after that one. I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I either like it. Or I don't like it. Well, let's just say this. Hunter lives for French fries. Potatoes. He lives for potatoes. Potatoes. French fries in particular. Um, and even though I do love an In-N-Out burger, I have to admit that the fries at In-N-Out are not great. And so he's, he will never go to a restaurant with bad French fries. So uh, don't, be, don't be so hard on him, folks. <laughs> I love a potato. And, you know, with all, like, how can you be upset in a world that you can actually make a potato a hundred different ways? Right. <laughs> but I, I was like, he's fueling up before he goes to rehab. He's like, give me all the in and out I can eat before yeah, I go to rehab. Yeah, fast food. Yeah, because I'm sure that you're not going to get fast food at rehab. And well, sober, sober living. It's not rehab. It's sober true. living. Right, right, right. Um, I really liked the line of Whitney that said, let go of the past and use the resources of sober living. That, those are... 
exactly the goal, you know, like so beautiful, perfectly spoken. Yeah, she's just such a wonderful human being. I'm, I'm really proud of her. Yeah. Listen, these women, their very first season are bringing it. Whitney is talking about her dad's addiction. Meredith is going through a separation on camera. Like, these women are really bringing their stories. Oh my gosh, when I was wearing the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City t-shirt through the airport, people were stopping me and be like, did you know that they have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I'm like, yeah, duh, you know, that's right. <laughs> but they were like, is it this season so good? I'm like, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> so they're, they're really giving us some TV. Uh, but anyway, that was a really nice scene. Um, and then we um, switch over to Meredith's house. and uh, Oh, gosh. It was, it was like the music in the background. Another, I don't know why I caught the music in this one, too. There was a song <laughs> in the background that just kept saying, yeah, 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 in the background. <laughs> and I was like, I actually love the song. And I, I don't have any notes that it was like, didn't fit the scene. So I guess it wasn't as the same situation. But another time that the music kind of stuck out to me, but for a good reason. This time. I'm really not enjoying the Meredith and... Seth storyline it's it's depressing and it's very sad and this scene <sighs> really really broke my heart I kind of teared up a couple times especially it's heavy it's just it's, it's, so, just, it's so heavy. heavy and you can for well let's lighten something up before we get into it did you notice that in that room Lisa has that or yeah, Meredith <laughs> Uh, Meredith has that bear picture from yes. that art gallery. Yes. What episode yes. two? Uh, yes, it's it's not clean lines or monochromatic. She got it. <laughs> uh, so, bear, you are in her house. I am. I am in her home. Wow, I am in her that's heart. amazing. All right, let's get back to the depressing <laughs> well, stuff. Well, um, well, not yet though, because her face looks stunning. Her oh, makeup she is, is gorgeous. gorgeous. She has a really lovely monogrammed bathrobe on. So, you know, not everything is horrible. Yeah, but she, they, she doesn't have to live her life between the lines. But they clearly did not have a good visit. No, and it's just really hard because even, I mean, she says, I think a separation would be good for us and I want to keep pushing through this. And you can tell Seth does not want this at Well, he all. thought out says it. He says, I don't want this. He breaks out. His voice starts to break. And he says, I don't want to do this as they hug each other. And it yeah. just, you can tell that they still love each other. But it really yeah. seems this is more on uh, Meredith's side. Yeah, Meredith is not ready to say that this is over. But she's not ready to say that she's. But she really emphasizes that she need it needs to be, they need to take time apart because she needs to, I mean, they both need to fix each other by themselves. Yeah. Fix themselves before they can fix each other. I agree with that. You do have to be careful um, because, you know, absence doesn't always make the heart grow fonder. So you do have to be careful that you don't put so much space between you that you can't bridge the gap. And it seems like they've already been having some time apart from each other. Yeah. But it's just the fact that she's kind of like, we need to continue with the separation right now, is what is really hard for Seth to wrap his head around. Yeah. And it... Uh, when, she di it. when she dives in to, to his chest to hug him... Uh, I start crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can see that they really do have love for each other, and that's where he says, I don't want to do this. You know, we said last week, or the week before, that Meredith is very unhousewise in the way that she disengaged from Jen Shaw. Yeah. But putting your separation on the show, your very first season, that's housewives, bitch. That is... <laughs> <laughs> That is Housewives, bitch. So, uh, listen, say what you will, but, you know, Elizabeth from OC, we've made it to a whole, almost the whole season, and we don't know anything about her. Meredith, right here in the first season, we've really gotten to see the good and the bad and the ugly, and I'm into that. Uh, just so sad. I, I don't really like watching it, so oh, I'm no. glad that they went to a commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, we needed a little bit of a break. And then when we come back from the commercial, the first thing that we see are these beautiful Brussels sprouts that someone in this restaurant has ordered. Me too. I was like, those Brussels sprouts look delicious. <laughs> seriously. And guess what we're having for dinner tonight? Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, uh, maybe I've just had Brussels sprouts on the brain, but they looked really quite delicious on that quick scene at the restaurant. And then they're at this restaurant because Heather wants Mary to know that she can be her friend as well as Jen Shaw's friend. 
And Mary wants that waitress to know that carbonation harms your ovaries. Listen, the category is, again, things Mary Cosby fears. We've got hospitals, convenience stores, carbonated water now, <laughs> and not looking each other in the eyes when you do a toast, which she learned in Milano. <laughs> I... It's so funny that she's got this list, this continuing list of things that ick her. Right. <laughs> but Heather Gay's like, um, double sparkling water for me, please. So no kids here. I don't want she's, any more children. She has had enough. If you listen to her podcast, you know that she does not like to cook and clean and all that stuff. So she's like, these girls are going to be 18 and I'm going <laughs> to never wash another dish. Uh-uh. I'm never going to cook another meal. <laughs> no, thank you. She's so funny. I love her so much. Um, I missed the re- I missed the entire rest of this scene because Mary's wig is about two inches back too far on her head. You could see her original hairline, and I was I, I noticed that as well. You guys, I'm not kidding you. I don't have the best eyesight, so I literally was like, Hunter, go up, buy that TV, and verify for me that there's not like some headband there like literally her wig is pushed back so far on her head i'm like please please tell me that it's just my eyes not working and he's like no i don't see a headband that's just her wig too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh but they uh, mary and heather get into why jen shaw is well mary thinks jealous and that she wants to be top dog well know? she says jen doesn't like my color which she's actually using, she says, she uses some clarifiers to make you think that it's her colorfulness, not the color of her skin. But um, I don't know, is this a black thing? You know, I, I, I just don't know anymore. All these new things are popping up about Mary. And the, they show for the second time in this episode another, the same exact flashback to Jen Shaw again saying, you're going to go with Mary who after a grandfather? Like, this is the second time in the same episode that they flash back to I that mean, exactly. I have never seen that on TV, so I'm, <laughs> I no wonder they keep using it. <laughs> Mary uses tears to get compassion. She sure does. She can turn those crocodile tears on and off like a light switch. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really see real tears actually there. Maybe I was too busy looking at her wig line. But um, I, you know, I again, I want to give her the benefit of doubt. Like earlier when she was talking to Robert Senior, I thought that maybe her tears were genuine. Here, I I really didn't. But here is also where I have to call a little bit of a BS. Uh, uh well, I mean, when 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 she she starts in about her marriage with Robert and she even starts to start crying and she says she didn't want to marry her grandfather and it took him two years to get together. But I know that you have heard a lot of new stuff about Mary. Yeah. So, you know, again, my, my intention is to really enjoy Mary and support Mary. But and, you need to give the people what they want. Yeah. Hunter has guilted me into being like, Bear, you have to tell them they they, they want to hear these things that you're finding. On we want to hear behind the velvet rope type of stuff. We want to <laughs> see the behind the scenes. We want to. This is the show. We want to dive into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, everything about them, and whatever we find out about them on other sources, we're gonna try to bring them up yeah. here. Well, you know, I mentioned last week that I posted a YouTube video of one cousin telling his story. So that is on all of our social media platforms. And then I up, uh, posted another article this week from another cousin telling her story, which is very similar, if not close to the same, as the other cousin who told his story. And, you know, they're saying that, you know, Mary said that it took them two years to get married. According to her cousins, they were married within a year of Mary's grandmother dying. Oof. They both talk about them having a relationship before um, they even talked about marriage. They even, Mary, they even said Mary was married to another man during this time, and she had an affair. Yeah, and Robert Sr. kicked him out of the church. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of different things about money, like how they get, they call them the saints, which are the parishioners of their church, how they get the saints to like mortgage their, or like refinance their homes and give them the money. And all of these other types of schemes to get their money and the different type of cult-like qualities. And just 
just today, we heard some sermon of Mary's fussing out the people in her church for not being generous enough to Mary for her birthday. And saying that she only got like eight cards and she's like, I don't want to be around poor people. She's like, even if, even if you're not poor and you have money, then you're poor of spirit because you're not giving. And you're stingy. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, it was very... I couldn't breathe through that entire, what, minute and 30 <laughs> seconds of that video. So there is so much stuff coming out of the woodworks about Mary that whenever we hear about it, we're going to bring it to you, but we don't know how factual it is. We are just, yeah, just middlemen bringing you guys some information that we hear from her relatives. So I'm just going to deliver the news without any kind of... Uh, you know, attitude towards Mary. Um, I'll let Hunter have all that attitude towards Mary <laughs> <laughs> so that maybe we can have a little bit of a yin and yang here. Because again, normally I would hate someone like that, but I am so fascinated by these women and they're giving such amazing television that I... I'm even having compassion for Mary that I didn't think that I could have before. Uh, listen, I don't want anybody to go through a hard time or a bad time or get judged or yelled at you know i don't want anybody to have to go through that type of stuff and then one thing that uh i did find another way that mary and i can relate to each other she said when i'm done i'm done now i am an extremely forgiving person i will forgive you a million times but once i come to the realization that my best interest is no longer your best interest, I'm done. Like, there's no switching me back. No, I, I've let you screw me over 100,000 times by now. But once Not I, me. No, not you. Yeah, no. <laughs> but once I finally let someone run over me enough times, and I'm like, listen, you clearly don't care about my well-being, so I'm done caring about yours. So I can relate to that, Mary. So uh, I, I got you. I'm with you, girl. We're working on it. We're becoming friends. Get it, get it. But next week looks so saucy and exciting. We've got belly shots. Um, Whitney's birthday or Justin's birthday. I can't tell whose it is, but we'll get to see more of Justin next Yay. week. Yay! Yeah. Sundance, we've got Lala and Katie from Vanderpump Rules. Heather Lee's with a hot guy. I'm surprised it took uh, Lala and Katie. Katie so long to get on the show, to make an appearance on the show, because they're from Park City. I know. Well, it didn't take them that long. We're, no, it sure did Episode six. Episode six. Episode five. Well, they'll be on episode oh, six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode six. But they made an appearance on episode five for a second. The credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I am always right. <laughs> well, thank you all for letting us make an appearance in your lives this week with the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. Please, 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 please Tell your friends and follow us on all of our social media outlets on Twitter. We are House Bears of SLC. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears of SLC. You can email us at The Real House Bears of SLC at gmail.com. And you could find us on YouTube. Please go and subscribe to us. And also find us on iTunes Podcast. And if you would pretty please leave us a five-star review and even maybe a little write a little review of how much you love Hunter Harden on this show. I mean, both of us on this show. <laughs> and we're on all of your other podcast platforms, Spotify, Anchor FM, the Google Playlist, you name them, we're on them. Google us. <laughs> so thank you so much. We look forward uh, to next week when we bring you episode six. Bye. Bye. Bye.